The sharp echo of two sets of boots filled the entire hall. The mere sound of their stride pushed Percival aside as the two judicants confidently made their way to the center of the chamber. Intendant Guimard, this is Adjutant Brooke, the attendant said, giving a curt nod to his partner. Grimard's voice put his boots to shame at filling the chamber with a resonant echo. Already, Lord Drake knew he did not like this man being in his home. We're here on behalf of Her Lady Majesty the Queen and the Judiciary of the Sanctum. You are Lord Drake, I presume. Even Edward was taken aback by Grimard's boldness, aimed just over his shoulder at his father. Sebel leaned forward in her seat, ever so slightly, eager to learn all she could from this new experience. Lady Ellen, for her part, calmly looked to her husband for his reply. You presume correctly, Intendant Guimard, is it? Offered Drake, licking his lips as if his mouth were unusually dry. Anxiety was something Ellen had rarely seen in her husband. Despite this, Drake continued, I welcome you to my house, but I must admit some surprise at your presence here. You wish that we should be elsewhere? asked Guimard, innocently. Too innocently, in fact, and Drake scrambled to dispel any appearance of wrongdoing. Of course not. It's just... Considering your business here, I thought you might wish to question Lord Ransom. My friend, Baron Vorst, was in his hospitality when murdered. Guimard took a moment to examine the servant-packed room. He noticed Sebel's dark-skinned form standing in contrast to the others, and how she sat amongst the royal family, as if a part of it. Interesting, offered Guimar. Is it a confirmed fact that Baron Vorst was murdered? Lord Drake lost just a bit of his composure at this. Even you must admit, Intendant, that his death, while in Ransom's care, is suspicious. Were suspicion alone indicative of murder... I should find myself surrounded by criminality both night and day. Several servants could not help but laugh at the dryness of Guimard's reply. Sebel smiled at the novelty of someone standing up to Lord Drake, then noticed Brooke standing quietly at Guimard's side. The adjutant's eyes met with hers, and he quickly looked away. This made her smile even more, and he began to squirm slightly under her violet gaze. Intendant Guimard, I understand you have a purpose here and I have no desire to interfere, began Drake, putting on his most reasonable tone. But know that this is not the capital. The Crown and the Judiciary are far from this place. We have our own way of doing things, and I hope it is not your intention to interfere with our purpose. Lord Drake sat back in his throne, secure in his authority reasserted over his own house. Now Grimar looked to the house militiamen standing in the corners, short swords sheathed but not peace-tied, as was tradition when welcoming guests. He looked to the particularly large captain, Olaf, who stood just barely between Grimar and the throne's presence. Olaf, who was a good head taller than Grimar, seemed to be sizing the intendant up. In summation, he gave Grimar an indignant grunt. Despite this, Guimar stepped closer to the throne, and his voice now filled the chamber with even more resonance, despite the appearance of less effort. Lord Drake, your way of doing things here in the provinces is what has gained the attention of the Queen and brought me to your door as her representative. The intendant continued forward until he was nearly toe-to-toe -to -toe with Olaf before the throne, yet maintained his focus on the Lord of Estate above him. I should perish to think that your reply to this attention would be veiled threats against her envoy. 
a moment as Drake nearly choked on not being the absolute authority in the room. Finally, he cracked into a smile, taking a different tack. Far from it. I welcome Her Majesty's envoy with open arms and invite you both to find rest in my estate. I'll have my best quarters, a kind gesture, but we prefer a neutral point of operation from which to conduct our affairs. We'll stay in the village, said Guimar, now dismissively turning away from the throne and resuming his stance beside Brooke at the center. The battle was won.